Hi, my name is Angie Ayres. I host the Triple M Southwest Breakfast Show, but this podcast offering is a unique perspective on somebody who is in Ukraine at the moment. It's from the perspective of a Channel 7 cameraman. His name is Simon Heidzik, and it talks about the day-to-day on what it's like to bring us the stories of the Ukraine conflict. I've included this first bit because I thought it was rather charming. There's no video on it, is there? No, but I just thought it's easier to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I just thought I'd double check. No, no, all audio. People with your fabulous hair. (laughs) 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 All right. Start at the beginning, actually, Simon. So you and I met on very familiar territory uh, of the hallowed grounds of any cameraman worth their salt at GWN, uh, before it was GWN 7, like way back in the day. And um, you were a camo yes. and I was a, an aspiring yeah. journalist. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 15 years ago now. It's, uh, All right. It's, um, <laughs> in Bunbury. <laughs> um, the best thing about that is, is uh, obviously Shauna Noly still there, still uh, representing regional. And yeah. you have gone on to do some incredible things, one of which surely when you look back when you're an old man and you filled your bank of memories <laughs> up and you're like, ah, oh, kids, there was that one time that I decided that I would put my hand up to go to war and take footage of my journal. How do you get to that decision in your brain? Um, well, to be honest, it's not, I suppose when you, you become a news camera camera operator, you know, when there's sort of conflict around the world, like you, you, you always know that you, you may have to go cover it. And I was in, in the morning on the, it was just about to go to a, a Mark McGowan presser. I was sitting in the, the car by myself, just waiting. Um, I was there a little bit earlier and suddenly sort of got the, um, the call and said, do you want, do you want to go to the Ukraine? Um, flight leaves this afternoon. And, um, you, you mean, you can't really pick and choose what you do. Um, you know, as as a news camera operator, so when when these things um come along, you you know you you, you jump on a plane and go. And I suppose it's been two years as well that I've never never travelled, being because of COVID in Perth. So it's like great overseas, <laughs> um you know not really knowing too much what what was going on there. Um you know when I um got the co- got the call, so I had to do a a bit, bit of research and um, once I agreed and sort of find out, okay, so, you know, get, get a bit of a feel for um, what, what I'm in for. And then, um, yeah, it's um, f- from that moment on, it, you know, never ending kind of sort of paperwork and, and COVID tests and things like that to try to get, get on that plane and get there as quickly as possible. We flew into the UK first and then we flew into Warsaw, Poland, jumped into a high car, realised that they drive on the other side of the road there. Which I, f- I forgot. Okay, that's a, um, and Then started heading towards um, the bolt the border. You know, after sort of um, being you know um, f- f- being awake for for quite a while and all those sort of flights and um, border crossings are always yeah, we, interesting at the best of times. Do you remember what date it was that you crossed the border into the Ukraine and how was that? So when we crossed the border, that's when everyone was starting to come out the other the other way. So there was no one um, you know, going through the, the way we were, but um, yeah, it was um, it was a challenge. Like it still took us a couple of hours. Like it was just myself and reporter Chris Reason. Like we didn't have an interpreter or, or any security at that point with us. You know, we we you go through 
the exit to the Poland border first. They're sort of like both borders are sort of back to back with each other. You drive through, explain um, you know what you're you're trying to do, and nobody in Poland or Ukraine knows the company Seven West Media. So how do you like establish your authority or credibility, like? Well, they they know Australia, thankfully. So we're, we're you know that's um yeah no, no one um really I mean they they know us now. We are sort of getting to know know everyone at the checkpoints and things like that. But going through the border, yeah, as, as long as it's, um you sort of say you're you know Australian Australian media, um generally um yeah they they give you a bit of a bit of a smile as soon as you um they recognise yeah your that Australian accent. <laughs> It's a passport but, um, in itself yeah. sometimes, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I mean, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, it is tricky because um, as well as the, you know, the passport, I mean, they, you need to sort of prove that you're media and you're, um, you know, they're very, um, you know, understandably nervous about Russians pretending to be journalists. There's, um, you know, been a few, few issues with that. So um, it took us a bit of um, convincing to get through the Ukraine side. Um, and obviously, because they're they're dealing with a lot of other issues on the other, you know, with people coming out of the um, the the border, then it, it was a bit of a challenge. But it, what, once we sort of got through and got got that stamp, um, we're on the other side, and that's sort of when the, you know you there's these lines and lines of, of queues of, of cars um, waiting waiting to get out, and it just goes for for kilometres and kilometres. So that's sort of where we started. Uh, I suppose our, our coverage when we were made it to the other side, it was morning in Australia, and we did some some, some uh, coverage of um, the um, yeah the um, all the the refugees and everyone trying to to flee um, Ukraine, and um, and I suppose like that's when we, we, you know we you sort of you look at your reporter and say okay like what are we going into? All these people are leaving and you know trying to to get out and um even though there hasn't you know um there's been some conflict but this it was just kind of the you know the beginning of it and it's like what do they know that we don't like that um that putin is sort of capable of like are we missing something here um so that so that's how how, how we sort of started sort of day day one and um, and then once we sort of finished there we um, we started sort of meeting up with our security team and so we've got um, so now it's like a team of five that we have with us you know we've got um, our security guard who's sort of like the, the GI Joe of the team who you know looks after us we you know we're all all um, all always sort of unarmed um, and you know, in sort of a, you know, a, sort of like a soft sort of um, Mercedes van, like there's no sort of like armour or anything I've on it. I've seen a few pictures um, of you in a bulletproof vest though, which is all. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, so even even that, um, you know, getting getting armour is a, a challenge as well. I mean, like those um, those vests we, we flew in from the UK because you can't actually sort of keep them store them easily in Australia so we have to sort of pull them from um, you know overseas and then um, you know getting armor for our crew as well because you know you can't now driver for example um, it's a, a 20 year old guy from um, Ukraine um, you know who we've brought on board um, 
and you know he needs armor too but um yeah once you, once we sort of move into the um beyond that sort of the border and even even now like with some of the the conflict that's going on because it's so spread out you pretty much have that on at all times you know except when you sleep on when when you sleep <laughs> But you have it have it next to you because um like where we are now you know you get woken up in the middle of night um our security sort of says oh i'm i'm hearing gunfire i'm not sure how he hears it in the middle of the night or whether he sleeps with um you know one one ear open or how it sort of works but um it's um yeah he kind of you know he'll wake us up and say oh i've i've heard something please put your armor on um, and this can be, you know, like at 3 a.m. In the, in the morning. It's it's sort of like, yeah, l little things like that that um, I suppose like people don't sort of realise um, can be sort of like a huge, huge challenge to before we even get, you know, out the door um, to, to sort of shooting things, things like armour, um, getting fuel, food, um, accommodation. Like we spend sort of a good chunk of our day um, just kind of working through those um those those challenges and so are you moving around a lot at the moment or do you have a base that you're coming back to to sleep it looks like you're in a hotel room from what i can see or something yeah so at the moment um we're kind of like in a in a cabin um this is sort of like a if you could imagine the the center of um um of where all the the conflict is like the main um the, the capital city Sorry, I've just had a blank. What, what the name? Kiev. It's Kiev. Sorry. Well, no, we're not we're not pronouncing that... it Kiev because it's the Russian pronunciation. We're going Kiev. Yeah, so yeah. Kiev. Like, yes, yeah, yes. Um, Chris Reason has pulled me up on that a few times. <laughs> well, this is why you're the cameraman, <laughs> not the journo, right? <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, so what we so what we found, like we we're probably um, we stay about um, 10, 15 kilometers away from that the CBD. Um, kind of like in a little little village like i suppose you know like a little you know country town like you would sort of know know from the southwest um where we kind of know the the, the um the the guards at the checkpoint there it's safe like we're protected um and we're sort of in a like a cabin amongst like um you know really tall sort of trees so like it's a, it's a small little cabin like i i sleep on a you know, in the in the lounge room on a fold out bed, and with that we've got our security and our, our driver and our, our fixer, sort of all well, this one cabin. Um, but it gives us a bit more um, flexibility, to sort of like we kind of know what's happening around us a bit more, um, and we can have this as a base and then move to the areas we want, rather than risk sort of being trapped in like um, you know a CBD apartment bunker or on a balcony where you can't move there for, for days once the conflict sort of happens, um, which, which is how sort of like a lot of the, the big news organisations are doing the reporting, you know, you stick, um, you know, you stick, go on top of a balcony. Um, so that's sort of how, how you know, this, this place is um, that we're staying, like it's this sort of, you know, it's, it's this kind of, you know, there's all these sort of cabins around and you sort of look at it and you think, Jesus, you know, in the in the the peak season, there would be you know kids around here screaming. Like there's a huge playground, but it's just us, and it's very sort of like eerie at night. Um, and you know, at, at night you kind of the you because of I suppose I suppose you're you're, you're safe at night because no one's going to come you know knocking on a 
you know, this cabin door in the middle of nowhere. But at the same time, it's hard to see what's around you because you don't have that that height, um, you know, being being an apartment. So, you know, like you hear like explosions and things at the distance and you're, you, you know, you don't have that as much sort of awareness. Um, you know, like as um, our security said, you know, like there's there's talk of like um, Russian paratroopers and, and things like that sort of landing um you know, sort of south of us, like for all we know, they could, you know, at night they could be sort of creeping through the, the, you know, the, this forest, and um, you, we've just got to sort of be, a, be, a, be aware. Um, but yeah, we, um, you know, having made um, friends with the, you know, the the civil defence at this checkpoint, we, we've, it offers us a bit of protection, just knowing that um, if something was happened, we've got that sort of front line there. Yeah. So the civil defence, um, is, is that what we're hearing about in Australia where it's like basically people just banding together to to protect their own country and they're sort of not necessarily military but, you know, they are now? Uh, yeah, c- correct. Like it's pretty much um, pe- people that want to to sign up and, and have this, um, you know, they, they sort of, they don't really have to do much other than, I think you know tick tick a few boxes on a, on a form and and they are given um given this weapon um then and said you know this is your the post that you stand at and this is what we're sort of you know um you know this is this is the times you want to, you need to be there and they they protect their their village that sort of has a, a lot of risks in itself because we um y- you know you've suddenly got a lot of people with with guns um that don't really know how to use them properly, don't really know how to hold them properly, don't really know how to store them properly. Um, so it can be a little bit of a, a danger um, in itself. Like, I mean, even when, when we're at the, we use the checkpoint to do a lot of our crosses and as, as a bit of a backdrop. Um, and, you know, our, our security keeps sort of saying, you know, just be careful because I've seen like, you know, these guys sort of swing their, their guns around all, you know, invertedly kind of like, you know, point them at, at you while you've not, not known, known it just because they're checking something and, and that kind of thing. That's civ- the civil defence. But at the same time, like we've um, we've done stories and we've met, um, you know, a, a lot of people who have all sorts of jobs um, and have suddenly, yeah, been just picked up the gun for the first time and said, you know, this is what, this is so important and, you know, we need to do it to... Um, to protect our country and 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 you know if 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 um it's it seems like it's working um you know for um like we thought this would um would you know the the capital city would be um surrounded like within a couple of days and now it's sort of you know almost a week week and a half so something sort of slowing the, the Russians down. That's like a whole other question. Like, who did you say you're, you're uh, on assignment with? I'm with, with Chris Reason, who's a Sydney reporter. Um, and did you so know him before? I've only worked with him um, on one or two two jobs, like, um, yeah, when, when we get sort of paired up for trips and, and things like that. So I did, I did know him, but, you know, you're certainly getting to know... Uh, a reporter and the way they work for the first time um, and it does take a little bit of um, you know getting used to like you know the, the methods and the, the way they like to do things um, that's all right you're allowed to say but it. you know journalists are pains <laughs> in the asses. 
<laughs> Neurotic, yeah. uh, perfectionist. But uh, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta keep keep him happy, and um, you know, Chris Reason has. You know he's got a career a lot longer than I have, and you know he's been to to war zones and, and things like that. Um, you, you know he's so for for me that that's great. He's got a a lot of um, experience, um, sort of co- covering um, these sort of um, sort of conflict. But that with that said, like every um, you know this is a very very different war we're in, and it, and even that I mean you, you sort of there's no real sort of um, right and wrong decisions to make. Like you've got to make some pretty tough calls, um, you know, about where we go every day and what we do. And, you know, it's not sort of a, I mean, you can't just sort of go driving into areas where, you know, there's, you know, conflict going on because you, you will get in, we, we won't make it out, you know, and we, you know, we, we move around our, our accommodation regularly. You know, this is sort of like the second time we've come back to this place because we have to, we, we have to make these sort of tough calls. Like, where do we base ourselves? Are we going to get trapped there? Is that going to be a, a target for a, a missile? And so, how, how do you figure that out? How are you making these calls? We 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 do speak to to other media. Like our security has um, contacts with a few of the big sort of organisations, like um, you know Al Jazeera, CNN. But you know that just because they are CNN's reporting on the the front line with um, doesn't mean that we that that's what we want to do or you know we 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 want to make sure that we um we get back home to australia and um you know our crew as as well here like it's um you know our 20 year old driver i mean like he has a family and you know he um his, his mum's you know always worried about him they've got um you know here his, his mum tracks him like where he's driving and if he drives you know, too close to somewhere where like a, a missile has sort of, you know, hit or, or something like that. Um, you know, she's very, very concerned naturally. Um, but, you know, like, so we have to make sure that everyone in, in our team is, is comfortable of, of where we're going. And it's like, you, you know, like you do have to make these sort of um, snap decisions like, okay, so this, this area has been hit. Do we go there? Is it safe? Um, you know, we, we have to talk about it in the car and like it's, and you know, security's like, okay, well, this might be, might happen if we go there, we might be trapped there. Um, and you know, like in, in the end, like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you think, you know, like, is this really the, the, the right call? I mean, it's, um, like even, even to sort of stay in a, a hotel that is safe, it's got, um, um, you know, it may have a bunker and things like that you know, we sort of have to think like, okay, um, like what if, if, if we get trapped here because the, um, the Russians surround the city and we can't move for a few weeks, what's it going to be like once we decide to leave? Like we have to worry about, um, potentially, you know, looters and things like that. You got to remember, like, there's going to be a lot of people that can't, um, feed their families and who are now armed. And we have a pretty obvious media sort of van that um, drives around. Like, are we going to become a target? Yeah, there's a lot, a, a lot we sort of have to, a lot of thought processes we sort of go through. And even, um, you know, there's, we sort of get get up in the morning, and there's usually, um, like yesterday, there was the video circulating off, 
you know, the Sky News team being um, being shot at. You know, the cameraman sort of had um, a few bullets sort of land in the, in the, the plate, thankfully. But, um, you know, the, the car was shot at, the windscreen shot at. And this is a crew that is in the same situation as we are. Like, we think we're making the 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 right decisions. We're being safe. Um, you know, no one wants, no one's trying to get vision like that, that, um, you, you know, that's not, not the aim. And they they just still happen to be in the the wrong place. Yeah, Simon, we, some would really argue s- being in the Ukraine right now is being in the wrong place. So. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for well, us, like listening to your story, it's just quite hard to imagine, like, I know you've just told me kind of like what your day to day is, you know, you get up in the morning, you consult about how you're going to get enough fuel, how you're going to get food for the day. Like we're talking about basic survival whilst then trying to be a professional there to do a specific job. And the job that, you know, journalists and cameramen do is tell people's stories. And as we know, when you look back through the the centuries, the decades, the millennia, like human storytelling is always at the centre of any civilization at all. So absolutely at the moment, this is what our storytelling looks like. So it is important that you're there. On one hand, you're a guy doing a job. And then on the other, you're also a guy living through a war right now and you're making wartime decisions. And it's just, it's bizarre. Yeah, it, it is. And I think, you know, when I go back to Australia, it'll probably, um, yeah, just like wow what just happened because you i mean you can't let yourself get too emotional about it like otherwise you know you're not gonna you're not gonna last like being able to cover this like there's um there's been a few times where you know i've I've had tears in my eye just with the the people fleeing just seeing some of the the young soldiers like on the um the on the front line that have sort of been recruited like that also also young and they've just kind of been you know given a given a weapon and uh, are there and it, it's not really what um you know they should be doing at that age um so that that's tough even if you take away the the fact that we're in a war zone like working with this the same team pretty much you know and, and sleeping in the, in the same accommodation together like that's um that's like a, a you know, a bit of a mental challenge on itself. And it's, you know, you have issues like you have, you know, eventually the fact that we're not having, you know, really time off or, or a break from it. Like you got to make sure that everyone's, um, you know, sort of mental health comes first. And because the last thing you want is for, you know, there'd be some issue that sort of builds up and then like, we're kind of, you know, there's some kind of, um, you know, blowout in the, when, when we're out there because someone has, you know, some disagreement with, with someone or, or that kind of thing. Which, you know, you know, like with um, when you're on, in these sort of high pressure sort of situations, like, you know, oh, it's to be expected. these things can sort of ha- happen. Yeah. Um, we, we joke about it but at, we've, at the office and stuff like when you, you've got something big on or whatever and you're like, you get in event mode and people get in event mode yeah. and they get like, you know, a bit, <laughs> you know, a bit tunnel visioned and they've just got to make things happen. So to, to be where you guys are yeah. and like be in such close quarters with people that you don't know, yeah, can only imagine, like, all the balls that you've got in the air juggling. It's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes, um, you know, into, you know, even just sort of seeing on TV, you know, Chris Reason and, and his coverage, like, there's, I don't think people realise, like, what's actually involved in even getting him to that location and, um, yeah, putting him there. Um, and, um, yeah, you, I, I think, you know, even with like all the, um, 
you know, the, we, we are getting a lot of um, like video from social media that we use in our, our coverage, but, um, you know, we're still the, the, the only way you can sort of verify any of that vision is to be here on the ground, um, you know, have our, we've got our, um, our team from, um, you know, this country here where we look at videos, he talks to people he knows, like our fixer translator is, um, you know, one of the, the most amazing people to, to work with. Like he, you know, he owns two coffee shops in the, the centre of um, of the CBD. And, you know, as you know, anyone who owns a coffee shop pretty much knows everybody and um, has, you know, contacts for everyone in the, in the, in the city. So he's, um, he, he speaks fluently to all the, um, every um, person that has a, you know, a, um, any issue with us. And it, it does happen a lot. Like we, you got to remember, like, you know, even to pull the camera out of the car, you know, you within sometimes within seconds, you have people coming up to you and saying, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" Because there's, you know, there's so many issues with, you know, being sort of like Russians, kind of, um, you know, around the place, sort of scoping out targets and and that kind of thing. It's it's, it's unbelievable. And we also do look, you know, if we if we sort of jump out of the car because we want to. Um, you know, get a shot of like a, a fighter plane or something coming past. Like, you know, what does a, a big camera on the shoulder look like pointing oh, up to God, the sky? Like, yeah. it looks like a, you know, it look it looks like a weapon. And we're sort of all, you know, four guys in this this black car with that jump out with you know vests on and and that kind of thing. You know, we look like some kind of, um, you know, the some special forces forces <laughs> team. Squad. But once um once it, you know people get talking to us um. You know, we, we yeah, we generally sort of have um, no no issue at all, and they realise we're from from Australia. What's the but, reception um, yeah, then? A... So uh, obviously on the border, it was just like the the goal was to get across, and then you've seen all the people, and then when you're in those like daily interactions, telling people, oh no, this is who we are. Like, what's the reception when they realise that you're Australian journalists telling their stories? Um, well, as soon as they generally once they've finished their interrogation of a couple of minutes they're um yeah i mean they're so apologetic um they say thank you um yeah it, it turns it turns pretty quickly like it goes from sort of yelling at us to um you know thank thank you so so much for being here and doing what what you do and you know like sometimes it takes that little bit more to to prove like who we are you know we might have to show them videos of our coverage and, and Chris sort of, um, you know, being at the, um, you know, doing his bits to camera and things like that, um, you know, but um, yeah, it's generally once we, we get past that, everyone wants to kind of welcome us um, in and, and, and talk and it's, um, yeah, they're, they're very, very grateful for, for what we and the, the coverage that we put out um, in, in Australia. And I think even you know you got to remember our our crew here who we couldn't do we couldn't do any of this out with without sort of having having them like our our fixer our driver our security um, you know they're also like away from their families um, you, you know like um, like as I was saying our driver like it's it's um, he's away from you know from his his parents um, you know in a time where they're they're evacuating as well and I sort of I always explain to him like. This is like without you being here, we would probably have to go back to Australia. Like there's, you know, without having this team that can translate and and um, help us with our, our um, uh, help us on the ground, um, 
we, we wouldn't be able to be here and, and do this. And they realize how important it is that like that um, what they do um, helps make sure that um, the coverage continues in, in Australia. Yeah. Um, and it's that, it's that, it's true. Like it's, it's hard to find like drivers and it's hard to find drivers that want to, to go to a war zone and, you know, like it's go, go to the dangerous parts and anyone is generally caught up themselves or their, their families are. And it's, um, you know, it's hard to find people that want to, to work with the, the TV crews. But once they, but they realize like how important it is, then they, yeah, they, they want to be here and, and working with us. Guys, um, yeah, it's um, I got a little bit of salt water in my eye just before when you were talking oh, okay. about that one. Um, yeah. It's I suppose like it's all those things that go on. I don't know to quote the name of a TV show that used. I don't even know if it still exists or whatever. But do you remember there used to be maybe around our age when we were in high school or whatever there used to be a TV show called Behind the News. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. this is BTN. what. Yeah, this is what this feels like, and we don't see a lot yeah. of like what actually goes on behind. Because obviously, TV, I've always found, you know, it's it's got that quite shiny element to it. You've always got this beautifully presented reporter with eloquent words, a bit of a script, like it's all very well put together. And then speaking to you about what's happening, it's obviously absolute like madness, carnage, confusion, right up until the point. You do the piece to camera and then, you, again, you're just like back into the turmoil. You know, like we're not here sort of like, you know, dodging sort of gunfire and bullets, you know, which is took a bit of convincing to, you know, for my mum to sort of like just tell her like what we do here is, you know, we do it in a safe way. Like we all want to, you know, we're not sort of being heroes and running into conflict. The, the, there are sort of a lot of safe places in the in in the country. I mean, like you have to remember, like you know, what we sort of, you know, where sort of a lot of the missiles hits and and things like that. There's that's still only a small part of the country. But yeah. the problem is, every day you wake up, you don't know where the Russians have moved to. So you might there's so many so many. Um, safe places that a couple of days ago our security was suggesting like this looks like it's a safe place like isn't a safe place now how it's, long do you um, think you're going to be there for i get asked that a lot and especially by my mum but um <laughs> hey mum um, he's doing a good job <laughs> we're really proud of him <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah it's sort of how, how long is a piece of string like yeah. it's especially now that it seems like Putin's sort of schedule is a bit sort of you know going a little bit slower than he he, he thought or, or we're all sort of thinking like he originally sort of said three days and now it's sort of going to a week and a half um just for the, the the capital city so it's um yeah i mean it's very very difficult to say if it, if anything like we do have crews like uh channel, channel seven sort of apart from us here, we're sort of like the the closest, I suppose, to the conflict. We've still got um, Jeff Parry, who's a little bit further back, still in Ukraine, and we've still got our UK um, team um, just on the Poland border. So, so once we sort of um, we're a bit worn out, we can sort of rotate um, pe people through. Jeff's likely to um, to come in a little bit closer today. I think I mentioned he's trying to get his armor, um, so he can sort of yeah sort of move move in um but you know like armor only you know it doesn't um you know it only protects like a part part of your your body um you still you can't doesn't mean you can sort of go 
so doing doing what you want because to be honest like if um like no one wants to get get in a situation where the car's being shot at or the um you know there's any sort of gunfire towards you but you don't know what when and, and you know and um and you what's going to be targeted even by by missiles yeah, yeah. I mean, like we were we were in the city a couple of days ago and um just shooting something completely different and you know you sort of watch we watched two missiles sort of go over the top of us and um, they just happen to be targeting like a TV broadcast tower at that very moment. Like they don't sort of, you know, put out put out lists of things that they want to want to hit or, or that kind of thing. Like you just, yeah, sometimes you just can be in the, you know, in the, the wrong place. I have one bit of advice for you. Sure. All right, you're going to have to stop saying shooting for filming. You've definitely just got to use the word uh, filming. Yeah. We're here for filming, <laughs> okay? So there's yes, that. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I have, I have, um, yeah, I have, I've, I've, I've tried to swap a bit of that, that lingo. Don't worry. That has come up already. <laughs> Second thing. Um, uh, I, I have a bit of a saying that I think is far more applicable to the extremes that you're going to get these stories. And that is do the dumb things with the right people, putting yourself in that situation, very dumb. But it sounds like um, thanks to your team on the ground, you know, your Ukraine team, your journal, it sounds like you guys are just doing some unbelievable work and, you know, get, keep your head down, keep running through all those checklists. Don't let the fatigue get to you because that's it, isn't it? Like yeah. you get tired and yeah. like, we make stupid decisions on the road here all the time. Absolutely. And one tired decision. Yeah. So... Yeah, Fuck, mate. absolutely. Um, and that's, and that's exactly one of the things we spoke about, um, sort of last night, like we're sort of getting to that point where we are all very, very tired and we're coming a bit complacent. Um, you know, we haven't had sort of any major, um, you know, incidents or anything. So, you know, that's, that's when you kind of think, oh, well, maybe we can push the push a bit further or like then. You know, like, oh, we haven't had any problems in, in here when we go in. Like, we should be okay to go a bit further. And then suddenly, you know, you're in that sort of situation where, you, you know, like the the vehicle's kind of um, being shot at and, and that kind of thing. And, you yeah, and you don't want to be in, in that situation. Well, um, you're, you're yeah, a story. So thank, thank you for your advice. <laughs> well, I'm sitting in my It's something that has, has to be done that Seven West has, you know, with, with COVID and all the other news going on in Australia, like it's, it's you know, these, to send crews overseas, like it's, and do what we do, it's, 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 it's an expensive exercise and, you know, not all the stations in Australia do it. And it's, um, it's, it's so important that we have, um, we have crews on the ground here, yeah. um, doing, doing the, the reporting. Well, just, I don't know, be safe. How do you say that when someone's in a war zone? Honestly, Simon, considering I haven't spoken to you for a couple of years, like this feels super surreal. <laughs> and like, you're talking about Jeff Parry and, you know, I'm not a journalist, I'm a radio, a commercial radio flog as my, uh, my fiance's family like to refer to me as, um, but like, you know, I, Jeff Parry did an assignment with me, um, where we sat down and I interviewed him about his career and my dictaphone didn't have working batteries in it. And he was like, Oh, that's okay. Like we're sitting in a cafe outside at Scarborough. He's like, there's a Woolies in there, like Coles in there, go and pop in, grab your batteries. I'll just have my coffee. And like, <laughs> so like you're, you're there and we, uh, it's just, it's just very, um, very bizarre. But, um, also like, yeah. like you said, you know, the, the Ukrainians, when 
they they understand where you're from and what you're doing and that you are making sure that we still know what's happening in that part of the world. It it adds Absolutely. up. It's a big deal and like thank you and just be safe. Thank you. And thanks for the the chat. Yeah, it's um it's important to also I suppose like talk about um you know what what we're doing and what we're doing on the ground and yeah. You know and it helps helps me as well like knowing that um people in Australia like do actually care about um yeah us on the on on the ground here doing the coverage so i appreciate it